Hello, hello, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio, where I have once again uh, dropped fan favorite Marty Agather in exchange for, and now if this were the Minions movie, we would call him the boss, the boss, Chip Basioko, the CEO of TrustedChoice.com. Chip, how's it going today? It's going great, Ryan. How you doing? I am doing very well, and um, uh, I know you are a very busy man with lots of important meetings and things to do, so I'm uh, happy that you would take a few minutes out of your day to spend with um, uh, our humble audience and myself. Uh, looking forward to our conversation, no doubt. Me too. I'm happy to be here, and uh, actually, we're overdue. You've been asking me to do this for probably over half a year at least, so I'm, I'm sorry it took that long to uh, for us to get this organized, but here we are. Let's do it. Let's do it. So... Uh, I want to kind of start at the beginning because I think um, you, I think our audience probably has heard your name, uh, probably knows that you run the company and, and all that. But unlike maybe Marty or myself or or Sydney or, or even some of our other uh, members of our team who are kind of out in front of uh, a lot of rank and file members of of both the association and and our clients. Um, I don't know if many people have had a chance to kind of dig into who you are and, and where you've come from. So I would love to start in that space. So uh, give us just a little bit of background. We don't need to know, um, you know, w- what elementary school you went with, but but just maybe a little bit of background on your indoctrination into the insurance industry, which is always a good origin story for for uh, for a show. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely happy to do it. By the way, it was Filbert Street Elementary School in Mechanicsburg, nice. Pennsylvania. Um and maybe maybe I have a more modest personality. I mean, that's the good way to say it uh, than you and Marty. And you're right; a lot of our team, uh, I tend to be. Uh, you're right; a little bit more quiet. Um, so uh, I got involved in the insurance industry like everybody else by accident um, or by happenstance. And I don't think there's any 12 year old uh, kids out there. Or very few of them, unless their uh, family owns an insurance agency. There's not too many 12-year-olds that say, when I grow up, I'm going to be um, in, ins- in the insurance industry. Um, but there should be more of them because it's been um, uh, really the blessing of my life from a career standpoint um, that I got into it. I went to um, – I was in college in, in, the, in the late 80s. Just dropped my earpiece. Sorry. I was in college in, uh, in the late 80s, and uh, Pat Ryan from Aon was trying to recruit – uh, producers in real time in, um, you know, sort of, uh, without having to go through, uh, the traditional means of doing so. He didn't want to, he didn't want to get them from his competitors. So he wanted to actually be able to recruit young people right out of college. And he went to all the colleges in the Midwest and he picked one person from each one. And I was the person he picked from Notre Dame. And I still don't exactly know why he picked me, but he did. And I took a job with Aon at a college and I haven't looked back since. So, um, that's how I got into the insurance industry. I started off in the uh, retail brokerage side. I sold small commercial, mid-sized commercial in Chicago. Um, worked my way up through the ranks over the years. I took an interest in technology. I thought that was going to be a big part of the future of how we sell and market insurance. Um, eventually took a job with uh, Gallagher and actually helped them to build out uh, the beginning of what became their e-business practice. Um, later worked for Zywave. Uh, led product strategy there and helped them to build out some of the many products um, that you see today uh, and for the last several years that help agents uh, market themselves more competitively and 
using software and other uh, digital marketing capabilities. Uh, then went back and did another tour at Aon and then eventually got tapped uh, to lead TrustedChoice.com, which at the time, of course, was called Project Cap. Um, and here I am today. So take me through um, – so, so the, the decision that, or the part of that that I'm, I'm really obviously interested in is uh, you've, you've had this career, bunch of different companies, seen a bunch of different things, done a, done a bunch of different things. I know even at one point you owned your own company in there on the technology side and um, you get offered this opportunity or, or are discussing this opportunity at uh, then Project Cap, now TrustedChoice.com. And I don't think anybody listening to this show is not aware of the fact that um, in the company's history, uh, that was not, I think we still refer to at some point as those as the dark days, right? Um, Things weren't happening. It wasn't maybe the most, it wasn't an opportunity you walk into and it's like the sun is shining and there's mountains of money and everyone loves us and things are going great and you just need to put your gas pedal down. There was a lot of work required. So that could not have been an easy decision. I would love to know. What did you see in the opportunity that uh, made you decide to step in and, and take over what was, without a doubt, it had to be a tough decision? It was a tough decision. Um, and I questioned myself before I made the decision. And, and I'll tell you, I, uh, quite a few times after I made the decision, it, it comes down to the challenge. I mean, uh, it sounds cliche, but it's true. I, I was considering the, the role it had. It, had, it was a train wreck of a, of a challenge at the time. But I, when I looked at the things that they needed, that if it could be saved, the skill sets of the person that could make this attempt, and it all lined up with what I thought I could bring to the table. And uh, the people that were involved, who are uh, many of the current board members now, just made it known and said, we think you're the guy that could do this. And I kind of took it as a personal challenge, and it certainly was. And uh, that's why I did it. I thought I will never have an opportunity to do something as difficult and as reasonably well lined up with what I think I do well as this challenge. So I did it. I'm really glad I did. So uh, for those of you out there that sometimes face uh, tough, uh, challenging career choices, uh, this one has worked out for me. I'm very happy I did it. You know, it's interesting that um, that. Uh, that decision that you made and that thought process is definitely permeated through our company culture. And, um, you know, I think the people who are drawn to this, to trustedchoice.com in particular, uh, and the various things that we do, um, including Agency Nation's podcast and whatnot, are people who I think share that idea of taking on a challenge. It's, it's really interesting to me, you know, I, and we've actually, we discussed this a little while ago when I, first heard you talk about this uh this story because it is like this this isn't a job that you take if you're looking for a job right you don't work here if you're looking for a job this is not a job it it's something that takes over your consciousness really i mean the things that we think about on a day-to-day basis like you have to be like it almost like you need to be you need a very particular mindset to do to do uh a rec you know to uh to do a um a project like this where you're recreating something. And, and I think, you know, I, for the agencies out there, I know a lot of people, uh, especially second generation walk into an agency and they say, you know, Oh, you know, my, my father or my grandfather or my mother or whoever, um, 
you know, they're not adopting technology. You know, what are we going to do? We, we, we'll never get there. And, you know, I, I think I would like to think that even though we technically are not an insurance agency, we don't sell insurance, I'd like, I'd hope that people kind of saw us as a way of saying, you know, even if everything isn't great today, you absolutely over time can turn it around, um, which is obviously what we've done. It, it absolutely is. And, uh, and you're right. I don't know if it's the right word to use. Um, but sometimes I thought to it, uh, that it's a, it's a vocation. You have to, you have to feel it in your bones that you want to do this and you have to be in this because you think you legitimately think you can make a difference to your industry, um, to the people that you work with, to your peers, to your friends. Uh, you have to believe that and you have to be willing to take on, uh, the stresses and the sacrifices and whatnot as you know well. So for those of you that are out there, I'll say, and you, and you kind of look at uh, the people that work for trustedchoice.com and Agency Nation, and you may notice that we do have people with a lot of passion. And I would say that is not an accident. That's exactly what we're looking for when we pull somebody in, because you have to have and believe that you what you do every day is going to make a difference to our company, to our industry, um, heck, to our, even to our country, right? to everybody that buys insurance in, in, in the country, we're going to try to make that process better through what we do. And you got to believe it and you got to show up every day with energy to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a team full of alphas with, with that all have a, a screw loose somewhere, just a little <laughs> bit. I feel like you have to have a, there has to be a screw loose somewhere in order yeah. to make it on a day-to-day basis. And Mar- Marty's our proof that you can even have three screws loose yes, and exactly. uh, it still works. <laughs> which, uh, which I'm sure the, um, well, after for the listeners of this show, they probably think I'm the crazy one. But uh, since Marty basically just, he, I feel like I'm like a caged bear and Marty's just like stabbing me with a stick for 45 minutes once a week. And he's like, let's see if I can get Ryan fired up on this topic. Um, so, okay. So um, you you have this background. You feel like you're a good fit. Uh, you you get presented with this opportunity. There's there's people in the room, you know, knowing who our board members are that you that you respect. That obviously, um, uh, they you know that you don't take their the fact that they are instilling their trust in you or willing to do so. Uh, you certainly would not take lightly. So you you take this opportunity on and uh, and you look at what you're given, right? So you you get the whole portfolio. It's it's tossed in front of you. Um, how do you when you're you're given something like this, which is a mess to a certain extent, you know. Obviously, tons of potential, and it, it always was there. But but you even said it. You know, it, it was not uh, it was not operating at capacity. And um, uh, you know, how do you set the priority for something like that? How do you look at something that feels maybe so broken to you, or or just you know, kind of not running the way it should? Uh, how do you know which which nuts to turn, which levers to pull? You know, how do you start to set those priorities? And it doesn't have to be specific things, but just from a leadership standpoint, how do you start to refocus and and knowing that you may not see results till three years later, which is the the case in in our company, but that you need to start pulling those levers today? And is, how do you make those decisions? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you obviously do a very quick assessment of all the things are we doing, and and both from a what's the perceived value to the stakeholders and the customers. What's the business model? We get enough revenue. What are we spending? You do a quick assessment and then you start looking for, frankly, what is the biggest thing that is sucking resources or not pulling its weight? And you start identifying those things and say, we've got to stop doing that because that's killing us. You start looking for things that are working and you try to think, can we, how do we make that part bigger? 
You also have to think strategically about why were we formed, which is exactly in our case. It was a lot about we had lost the way. It was, the mandate was to create, it's right there in the name, a web portal for the industry that consumers would be attracted to, they could learn more about the value proposition of independent agents, and they could connect with an independent agent. Well, the darn company hadn't even deployed a web portal yet. I mean, it was a glaring, we haven't done the core thing yet. Uh, so that was relatively easy to say, we need to do the core thing. Uh, we need to stop doing all these other things that we got distracted with, especially the ones that are bleeding cash rapidly. And we need to, uh, and then you start looking for, for uh, little wins, right? Start, start looking for a win, win, win. Something you can stack up and you can build some momentum around. You can start to show stakeholders, we did this little thing and this is better. We did this little thing and you go for the bigger things over time. Uh, that's what we did. And if you look at the, if I was to show somebody a, a, a P&L, an income statement, or a balance sheet or anything from, the, from what we are now to where we were then, basically we've swapped out 95% of the company, the things that weren't working, and we've built brand new things that are working. Agency Nation happens to be one of those things. Um, and I'm really happy with where we're at. We've done it very methodically, very incrementally. Uh, you like to use the phrase, Ryan, you and I both do. We make a lot of nickel bets. Yep. We check the bet. If, if it makes a nickel, we make it a dime bet. And then we make it a quarter bet. And that's that's at the foundation very much how we did it. Yeah, I you know, I think one of the things, and this is I think this is something that intrinsically I believed, but I had never put into practice. Um and, and I would say really learned from you was um the idea that you 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 can't wait until something's perfect, right? I think too often in, in any decision, in, in small decisions and decisions in your personal life and decisions in your business in particular, I think a lot of times because of how attached we are to uh, how much an agency is who we are as people, right? So when I was working for the Murray Group, even though it wasn't my business, it was my wife's family's business, it was still a direct reflection on me So and, and, and my family. So you, you don't – I think you get caught in this um, – I it's not perfect, so I'm not going to release it. And I definitely think, you know, I've learned from you in particular that you just, we literally do not, in today's day and age, we do not have the luxury of waiting for perfect. You have to give it your best try, put it in the market, and then iterate. Um, but that's a tough, that's a tough cultural thing to get through to a lot of people. How do you, besides just maybe brute force, um, um, is there a more elegant solution to kind of getting people on board uh, with that type of thing, and, and and maybe in your case because you had to sell this up, right? Sell this up to the board. Um, how would you? How would you? What advice would you give? Maybe a, a second generation, you know, someone who's trying to perpetuate but still has the, the older generation in their business, or a partner, or maybe you're a producer to to a, to an owner. How do you start to get people uh, convince people that this it's not perfect, but it's still okay to ship mentality? Uh, how would you sell that? Yeah, well, I've had to sell it a lot. And you're right. Um, I've had to sell. I guess I'm getting pretty good at selling that. Um, and you're right. We, we have a we have an industry in in which many many people have gotten where they've gotten by being conservative. And 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 I mean, it's a risk avoidance industry by definition. It's about managing risk. And you're talking about welcoming risk in this case, right? Let's try something new, and let's not wait till it's perfect. I mean, it's the exact opposite of how you would. Probably, by the way, I, I haven't tried to underwrite anything in years. Probably not a good approach to underwriting. Let's just put policies out there and see what happens. All right, that's probably not a good idea. 
Um, but it is a good idea when you're trying to do what, what we're trying to do, which is more in the marketing, software development, communications, things like that. And the way I sold it was this. I, I would basically say, look, it's not going to – I would say that right up front. I would almost always start with all the bad things. I think on the very first day, my very first board meeting, somebody said, when will the portal be done? And I said, never. And then I even went on and I like stretched like six nevers together just to be a really ridiculously obnoxiously clear that it will never, ever, ever, ever be done. And I got a couple of weird looks like, you know, who's the jerk in the room and, you know, it's your first day kind of thing. But you need to start setting the expectation that things will continually evolve. And the plan is to change the plan. That is the plan. That is 100% our plan is to change the plan. Every day, every week, every month, we're going to look at what's happening and we're going to adapt it. So when you start to talk about it like, I'm not accidentally being careless. I'm being purposefully innovative and flexible every minute of every day. And then they start to get their, wait a minute, this isn't, he's thought this through. Um, there's a method to this. This is actually strategically and tactically purposeful that they're doing this. That They want to put something out that they don't think is fully baked because they don't know how to fully bake it yet. They need to get some feedback. Let's see what some people think. Okay. And we immediately know as soon as we get some feedback, we're going to tweak it. We're going to tweak it. So if you're sitting in an agency and you're trying to persuade your management, hey, you know, uh, we got to get a website up or we got to get an app up or whatever the heck it is, get a new call uh, format working on how you're going to answer phones. And, and you'll have inevitably someone will sit there and say, but what about this? What about that? So what? You'll never figure everything out in advance. There's no battle plan in the world that survives the first shot. Accept that. Put together the best plan within a limited time frame, whatever your limited time frame is. Take it out and expect from the very first minute that things are going to happen and you're going to learn things you didn't expect to learn. That's okay. That's intentional. And the plan is to change and adapt on the fly. And you'll find you can become a much more rapidly moving, innovative company as a result. I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have something that we always talk about in um, in the company, and it's it's uh, you have to be comfortable with ambiguity, right? You have to be comfortable with the fact that there's this little tiny sliver of, sliver of white, and there's this little tiny sliver of black, and then there's this tremendous amount of gray. And you know, you I think everybody wants to live in a right and wrong. You know, we should do this or we shouldn't do it, and, and it's never that clear. I mean, I, we I don't know if we've ever made a decision in my two and a half years that I've been part of the company now that we've ever made a decision where, like, this is absolutely going to work. It's more like it feels like this is the right thing to do right now. <laughs> and, uh, that's, and, that's totally true. And how many times have we and you, 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 you and Marty in particular have highlighted on a lot of your podcasts all the funny things we learn as we head to where we think we're going and all these yep. interesting things happen on the voyage. Ambiguity is a great word. Embrace ambiguity. You and I both know we have personalities on our team. Also on purpose, we have some black and white individuals that bring a little uh, calm and, and uh, structure to our world at trustedchoice.com. And when we get into some of these uh, conversations, you can see them just wiggling um, in discomfort from the ambiguity, and and um, that's okay. That's healthy. That's how you know you've got a good, healthy debate of what we're trying to do, and um, and you have to embrace it. It's okay to say, I don't know, but I think we're going to find out. That's okay. Yeah. You know, a really good example of this is when we started recording phone calls. So we started recording phone calls originally because um, – 
you know, agents aren't really good at tracking where their business comes from. That's kind of a known thing. Um, so we wanted to be able to say, look, yes, we actually did send you eight referrals this month. And that's what we thought the reason for tracking the phone calls was. And what we ended up learning was so much more than that. Things we could have never even imagined, in particular, the fact that, um, you know, you're, you're, if you have a phone tree, it's costing you 40% of your inbound business. I mean, that, that alone is, is a, is a culture. I mean, that alone has started a cultural change inside of agencies. There are, um, uh, Aubie Knight in North Carolina, the trusted choice brand side team. Um, there's a dozen States that have started these campaigns around better phone skills. And all of that came out of recording these phone calls. We could have never have known, right. And never have known where that one simple act, it just felt like at the time we needed to do this thing. And then you learn all these other things, but if you're closed off to the fact that you, if you do the thing and you say, this is why I'm doing it and this is what we're going to get out of it and, and pretend like you actually know what the conclusion is, I feel like your eyes are closed to all the other things that you could potentially learn or that might happen from doing it. 100% agree. Uh, Eye-opening for me too, right? Uh, like I just said, in the insurance business for a quarter of a century and I have learned so much uh, by listening to hundreds and hundreds now uh, of consumer to agent phone calls that I you, I could not have predicted. It's what we don't know that we don't know. That's the, that's the, and it's a bigger piece of the pie than we ever realize. And uh, if you can find ways to learn about what you don't know that you don't know, uh, you will be amazed at the, um, at the, what you can do with that information, just like we're doing right now in response to what we know about phone calls. So hundred percent agree. So I have I have one more kind of high level question, um, and then I want to kind of fast forward to some of the things that we have going on today. Um, you know, as I've watched you, and I'm not just stroking your ego because uh, you're my boss, but um, you know we we have we have a team, um, and one of the things that has kept me uh, you know as excited about this 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 company and as uh, uh, optimistic, despite all the, all the things, I mean, we've had some very frustrating days. The, the, um, the very first meeting I ever went to uh, with, with, as part of the company um, was Grand Rapids. And we, we had meetings with a, with probably 40 people, 40 different groups inside the industry, outside the industry, vendors, you know, all kinds of people that came in because we were at this thing and they were some of the toughest conversations I've ever been part of in my entire life. And, um, and to hear that, and we made it through, right? So there's there's been, but and we've continued to push and grow and and grind and take in the negative and turn it to positive and and learn from the negative, right? Not just like brush it away. Um, one of the things that has really impressed me uh, is, and, and it's certainly not finished. I think we all are well aware of that. But we have made some very significant positive shifts in culture in this company over the last two and a half years since I've been here. Um, I guess this is maybe uh, just a high level question, but you know, how important is, is, is culture and how do you change culture as much as you can in a company? It's another great question. Um, you know, uh, you know, well, how much we value our culture at trustedchoice.com and agency nation. And uh, it's another thing that may look accidental, but I can assure you know well, nothing accidental about it. So you, you always, there's always an inherited culture, right? So when I came in, there was a culture that was there before me. And every organization has inherited culture. You're, you're just, that's what you get. And it has good, every 
Every culture has good in it and every culture has challenges. But you have to think about building the culture that's going to serve your business. Now, in our case, again, because innovation is so important, we need that culture where everybody feels like they can contribute ideas without fear of, frankly, um, uh, feeling like they contribute a bad idea, the whole, you know. So as you know well, we, we sort of intentionally not only hire people that are outspoken and that are passionate, but that we know will stand up and advocate for their ideas. We have really healthy debates as you know, <laughs> they verge on arguments sometimes. I and think some people, if we had like void, if we had like a, a webcam on our on our on some of our like uh, strategy meetings, people would think that we were like hated that we all like hated each other, but in like a very positive in, in way. A very we're positive way. Combatants, right? and, and, and clear whether we we're combatants. Yes, yeah. and I'll give one specific tip because a lot of people will come to me after one of those. You know, we have those long bull sessions and debate things, and someone will inevitably come to me and go, "Gosh, that was so long." You know, couldn't you, you know, they're trying to suggest to me how I could make it better, which is fine. That's cool. And they're like, you know, uh, why'd you let that go on so long? Because if you don't, you're not creating the culture that everyone will feel stifled. You have to let some, even when I believe that they are taking a position that I don't agree with. And in some cases, I already know in 99% chance, I'm not going to get persuaded here and I'm going to say no. But if they need four minutes to explain it and it's agonizing, it's, it's long four minutes. And uh, we could, I get it, but it's important that they understand in that moment, they're passionate about the idea, they want to advocate for their idea, and you have to make sure that everybody knows we're going to respect every member's uh, position on this, and we're going to, and even though we're, our voices may be elevated, there's always respect between the team members and everybody's treated as an equal. And we have a saying, and I'll, this is the way probably to sum this up, which is, and we, by the way, we borrowed it, we, we borrowed it from other people. Um, which is strategy eats uh, planning for breakfast. Um, culture for breakfast. Cu sorry, culture eats strategy. I got it backwards. I, I set it up and then I got it backwards. <laughs> culture eats strategy for breakfast, and it's true. So the so the you can and we obviously have strategy and we think it through. But the culture you can fall back on. As soon as that battle plan goes to hell, which it does every time. Then you fall back on the culture. You fall back on the on the fact that people are going to step in and solve problems. They're not going to wait. They're not going to wait to be told. They're going to take initiative. They have a sense of the overall goals. They're going to do their best. Blah blah blah. So we rely. the The foundation is is our culture. That's why it's so important. That's why we put so much time into it. And and we have a strategy, but the strategy sits above that. And where the strategy breaks down. Culture comes in and saves the day, and that's 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 how we do it. Yeah, I you know it, it's and I I know maybe we're talking too much just about trustedchoice.com, but I hope people take away from this. Uh, I I have to I I believe in the culture that we've built. I mean, and I love working for this company. I love working for I. I mean, there's a million reasons why I like working for the company, but. Um, the reason that I would stay no matter what is that our culture today, and, and hopefully this never changes, but the culture we have today is um, is as challenging and thought-provoking and um, and it, it just – it's all these things, right? I mean it's just you have to come to play every day. You do because you have 10 other alphas. Uh, men and women who believe what they believe, and if you want to get things done, you have to be willing to stand behind what you want done. But the cool thing is, and this is the thing that 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 shocks me sometimes, is that once we've made a decision, once it's this is what we're doing, even if at our core 
I personally disagree with it or someone disagrees with something that that you know we've decided we're going to do that's my idea everybody rallies behind it and just moves in that direction I have never been part of a group I mean I've been on some teams that were kind of like that but never in a company have I been part of something where I could disagree with something that sales is doing I could I could just intrinsically disagree with it but once we've all said that's what we're doing it's like that's what we're doing let's go do it let's go make that thing successful as much as we can and uh and that's a rare thing and it's something I hope you know this is just maybe just the two of us talking uh I hope it's something that we never lose because I really think it's what has gotten us here um it's not a great tactical decision it's not great timing it's not having an abundance of money. It's it's none of these things, right? It's the fact that when we make a decision, we all point in that direction. And I feel like that's rare. And I and I hope we're able to keep that as long as we can. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, that is the last thing that we, we should – I'm glad you brought it up because you can have that culture of innovation and inviting everybody to contribute. But at the end of the day, when you leave the room, it has to come out as one implementable plan. The outside world has to see – uh, cohesiveness and, yep. and structure, and you're absolutely right. We 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 finish conversations with this is what we're doing. Look around the table, everybody nods, and that's how we do it. We're never going to leave it right because you, <laughs> you and I aren't going to let us lose that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Well, and the good thing is we all like to drink too. So after we yell at each other for eight hours. We go have some IPAs and then everyone's friends again. That does help that we all like good beer, I will say. Then you can kind of go, uh, you know, re-lubricate any hurt feelings and everything's good yeah. the next day. Yes, that's true. So um, I want to fast forward. We're, we're a little long for what I planned, but uh, now that I got you on the hooks, I know you're not going to leave. So um, uh, I want to fast forward. So we've talked a lot about the company and all that kind of stuff. And this is, this is, I think, hopefully interesting and entertaining for those listening at home. I want to fast forward to what we're doing today because – uh, Marty and I had a really interesting discussion two episodes ago about what is an insure tech company and and really we use it in the crux of let's take trustedchoice.com and are we insure tech are we just an innovation you know where do we fit and and um and I think my position was that uh, yes we're we're an insurance technology company so I think we fit that very defined definition uh, or very um kind of narrow definition but we have some things coming you know we've we've built this portal plat I hate the word portal but we have a platform you know connects people the referrals all that is amazing we're doing we're going to do 100,000 referrals in in uh, 2016 we're going to do uh four point it's looking like almost maybe 4.3 4.2 million people on a site uh, absolutely incredible uh, next year uh, we have goals that are even higher. I'm not going to tell you what those are yet um, until Nissa leaves for to have her baby, and <laughs> then I'll she tell has you. Her baby, yeah. <laughs> so then, when she comes back, she's going to be hair on fire. Um, so, uh, but we have some more very specific technology things that are coming down the pipe that I think take us from. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know how to describe this. It takes us from. Uh, 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 Let's say we're a we're a very good product today. We are literally going to take us from to to I think the forefront, the the leading edge 
of helping independent insurance agencies grow their business and provide a better customer experience. I, I really think some of these releases that are coming are going are gonna to pin us right to the forefront. So um, as much as you are willing to leak some of them, uh, I would love t- for you to just maybe sub- describe some of the things that we have coming out and what you feel their impact is going to be. Absolutely. So as we said earlier uh, in this um, conversation, one of the big things we've learned about came out of all those phone calls and all the, and it's more than phone calls, all of the analysis we have done of, of all the user and shopper behavior from the moment they land on our website, all the way through the phone calls, interactions with agents, the whole thing. And what we have learned um, about the number of opportunities, as you said before, that we are not yet serving. We have customers that want to find an independent agent, are good customers, and if we can just get the gears lined up, would be uh, great customers and great policyholders. And one of the keys we've identified is I mean, is availability. A lot has to do with it because somebody wants to talk. The, the time frames are very short here. Consumer wants to spend the next hour solving their insurance. I'm going to you know let's pretend it's a homeowner's customer, and Mary Smith wants to shop for and buy her homeowner's insurance. Like in the next hour, hour and a half, she does not want to work on this for a week. She wants to get it done. She's got a lot of other things to do. So she's ready right now in the mindset. She's got her paperwork in front of her. She, she's been told she needs an independent agent. She did a little Google search. She goes to trustthechoice.com and she's ready to talk to an independent agent. She's read our articles about why it's important, what, what you need to know. She's ready. He's right there. She picks up the phone and it's voicemail. Or she picks up the phone because now it's 6.15 p.m. and there's no agents working in her town, independent agents, at 6.15. Now the bad news is Jake at State Farm is waiting for the call at 6.15. Jake at State Farm is right there and he's, he's ready to go. But the independent agent needs to, as a, as a whole, one of the things we're going to solve at trustedchoice.com is this availability challenge. How can we make sure that every consumer that wants to talk to a trusted choice agent, trusted choice independent agent, can do so on their time frame right now? I want to talk to one right now. Give me one right now. And what we're going to do with that, we're calling it the claim it model. We may come up with a better word later, but for now, it's the claim it model. And the claim it model is nothing more than us being able to, to make transparent to our base of trusted choice agents through a mobile phone app, most likely. It will simply, so Mary, I'm there, I'm shopping at 615. Let's suppose I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm looking for homeowner's insurance. And at 615, we know there's no agents that are manning their phones right now. We need to ping a bunch of agents and find out if there's somebody on their cell phone that can talk to Mary right now about homeowner's insurance in Cleveland, Ohio. And we'll hit, I don't know, we don't even know how many. There's one of those ambiguous. We'll figure it out. Five agents, 10 agents, whatever. We'll invite a bunch and we'll say, we have a consumer on the line right now in your town, wants to talk about homeowner's insurance. Can you talk to this person right now? Do you want to claim this lead? That's where the claim it not. And if they push that button on their phone, says, I'll take it. Boom. We're going to connect Mary to that agent right now. That agent might be at a little league game. I don't know where that agent is. It doesn't matter. But if that agent says, I'm prepared to help Mary right now, we're going to put those two together. And that's going to be a great customer shopping experience for Mary because what she wants to do is talk to an agent. We're going to help that agent do it over time, right? Answer that phone in a way that reassures Mary that he or she can solve Mary's problem. And that's going to be a, a great opportunity. So we're calling that the claimant model. We do our major releases every June 30th. That will be the major release coming up in June. And in the meantime, we're doing a whole bunch of things on trustedchoice.com. I won't too long to go into now, but all the foundational pieces 
that are involved in making that available by June. It involves having personal profiles with the deploy the mobile app, just a lot of, I won't go into all the things we need to do to, to build that infrastructure, but we're going to do that. It's going to be huge. And it's going to literally, we believe it will double the flow of delivered leads to trusted choice agents in one fell swoop because availability is such a big issue in getting consumers connected with the right independent agent. Yeah. It's, so it's really like, um, it's, it's a, there's so many things here. I, and this is this idea, like, uh, it just, it's very exciting because um, it re- really is fitting into our mantra, right? Which which our mission uh, is to connect insurance consumers with the right independent agent. And today, uh, the one piece of right, right? So right is a uh, ambiguous term, I guess, or, or depends on where you're looking from. Um, uh, the part of right that we struggle with, and we know this from listening to the recordings, just for the people listening at home, is availability. Because you could be open eight to four, but you could have the one producer in your office could have someone sitting at their desk in that moment. And the call comes in and you, you know, Sally buzzes Tommy and Tommy says, Sally, I'm, I'm with somebody right now, take a message. And then when Tommy, that person leaves, an hour later, Tommy goes to call that person back and they're like, I'm sorry, uh, I've already done business with somebody. We've had that. You know, we get those all the time. We get, uh, they're just, you can't connect with them because they were ready in that moment. So that whole, you need to return the, you either need to pick up the phone in the moment. That's obviously the best case scenario or return the call in 10, within 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, the, uh, the chance you will write that business drops by 400%. And uh, well, we'll say between three, I've seen numbers between 300 and 400%, but assume it's significant um, outside of 10 minutes. So you're the voicemail machines that say, oh, you know, please leave a message and we'll be back to you in 24 hours. That is basically telling your customer or that that potential new customer that you do not want their business. Yeah. I know a lot of people do that. If that's what you're telling them. That is, you are literally, you might as well just say, go find someone else. It's, yeah. it's the, absolutely the equivalent. Um, they're going to move on. Now, the, the one thing I'll add to that to, to make your stat even more significant is you were talking about those that leave the voicemail so you can call them back. What we've learned, and this, again, surprises even me, most people don't leave any voicemail yeah. at all. They just yeah. hang up when they hear the voicemail cue. Yep. So you'll never know. If you had the the best customer in town called your agency and you'll go, well, we didn't get any messages. So I I don't feel that this is how people feel. I don't feel like we missed anyone today because there are no messages in the voicemail box. Nonsense. You definitely missed people. If you're not answering every call, you missed people. Yeah, this is the part, and um, and we're kind of at the end here, and I want to I want to wrap up. But this is the part that really gets me excited when I when I step back into my producer days, right? And this is the thing that like I wish this was available when I was when I was writing insurance because um, throughout the course of my day, I have paperwork I have to do, and there's prospecting, right? And there's retention calls, and there's you know I want to do this thing or I have a meeting or whatever. So I come in. Uh, it's 8 a.m. and uh, I do do some paperwork, you know, finish up some stuff, push some applications over to whoever does the processing, and and then you know nine o'clock comes around and you go, you know what? I want to write some business, and I log into my app and I put ready to rock, right? Or I mean, that's probably although it'd be awesome if that's what it said. I don't know if that would be the exact nomenclature, but you know what I mean? Like I'm ready to go. Yep. So I turn my app on. Bam! I'm ready. Now think about this. We're flooding this system with opportunities. And basically it says, you know, Albany, New York, homeowners, 
Ryan's available right now and maybe there's a couple other people that are available and all of us get pinged and I'm sitting there my phone vibrates. I pick it up. Homeowners, yes, claim it. Pick up the phone. Hi, John, I'm right. I write the business. I can write the business right there. You know, my, my app is off, done, phone call ends and I can take all that information, set it over to the right, put ready to rock again. Let's do that again and just work that thing in as much business as I want to potentially write. And then as soon as I'm, I have a meeting, right? So now it's noontime. I'm kind of burnt out. I've done this for a couple hours. I've taken four or five of these things. I'm going to turn it off. Boop. I'm off. I'm, I don't want to get anything from noon until two o'clock. I just want to do some other work, process all this paperwork. And you're not getting pinged when you don't want the business. You're only getting pinged when you want the business, which creates a much more conducive atmosphere to writing new business, great customer experience. If you're just having a bad day, I mean, what if you just wake up in the morning and you're just pissed? You don't want to take phone calls. No, that's probably not the best time to help Mary. I agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You just turn it off. So I think if, you know, if I was a, a, a producer, especially if I'm hungry and I'm like, I want to write more business. I am salivating over this thing. That's why I'm so excited to get out in the market. So uh, I know that's a that's a big sales sales push to everyone who's listening. Um, and uh, I apologize for the heavy sale. I just I I think this is a game changer. Um, I've heard people refer to it as kind of like the Uber of insurance. I don't know if we'll go quite so far there, but um, if we're able to deliver that kind of volume to agents, uh, I would be very happy. That would be a great day. So. Um, we're excited about it. I, I think uh, this is a great example of where, uh, as we said, we, we put out the product, and I'm glad we did. And I did not anticipate this three years ago that we would have this kind of feature as our core feature for 2017. This is something we learned about by watching what's happening, listening to agents, listening to consumer phone calls, putting the pieces together. Um, and you're right. This is going to be a big hit. Everybody I've talked to is excited about it. Um, we're going to go do it. Cool. So, Chip, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, I appreciate your time today, man. Hey, happy to be here, Ryan. All right, thank you, everyone. We'll catch you next time.